All right, Alexander, let's do an update on the economy in the United Kingdom and uh, Sunak's uh, situation. The Conservative Party's sinking situation. Things are looking very, very bad for Sunak, for the Tories, and uh, recession, I believe, in the UK. It's official, huh? Yes, it is now official. Recession. It is now official that the UK is indeed in recession. So, I mean, it's followed Germany which has been in recession for some time. These are official figures. I mean, I've actually seen some people, you know, go through the figures and say that, in fact, the UK has actually been in recession for about two years, which is probably true, but you can do all kinds of things with figures nowadays, as we know. Um, But living standards have been falling now for at least two years. And, um, And now it's become impossible any longer to conceal the fact that the UK is in effect in recession. And there's no real there's no real way forward. And the project that Sunak had cobbled together with his Chancellor Jeremy Hunt of um, going ahead with tax cuts um, on the eve of the election, based on the fact that the British economy supposedly was returning to growth. Well, that's had to be called off. And that was their election strategy. And the fact that it's now confirmed that the UK economy is in recession means that they won't be able to do that. And coincidentally, there have been two parliamentary by-elections in two formerly safe Conservative seats. And the Conservative vote has just imploded. I mean, you know, they've gone from, you know, 40, 50 percent to, um, you know, under 30 percent in both places. Both seats have been won by the Labour Party by convincing margins. But we'll come to the Labour Party in a moment because the Labour Party actually is also in a very fragile position. And the other big mainstream establishment party, the Liberal Democrats, They've also been obliterated. Once upon a time, these were the sort of seats that they might have hoped to win. But clearly that party is now in what is starting to look like terminal decline. The Conservatives are collapsing. The Labour Party, despite doing so well in these two by-elections, doesn't look in good shape either. The whole political system is in crisis. The economy is in crisis. And perhaps the most interesting fact about these two by-elections is that the new party that is starting to, is trying to get itself organised, that many people hope Nigel Farage will one day lead, which is reform, despite the fact that Nigel Farage is still not leading it, and despite the fact that his leadership is is seen as unconvincing by many people, it still managed to poll more than 10% in these two parliamentary by-elections, which may be a sign of things to come. Uh, Starmer is is next, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Starmer is. Uh, it, it is impossible for the, me. Just yeah, it's impossible for me. No, I was just going to ask. There's no difference that he can make. I no, mean, no, ahead, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is impossible for me to see how the Conservatives now can win the election, which really must happen this year. I mean, there have been instances when parties, government parties, have suffered big defeats and by-elections, but not so close 
to an actual general election. So the Conservatives look like they're going to lose and lose big. And if they lose big, realistically, the only party which can win, as happened in these two by-elections, is Labour. So we're going to get a Labour government either at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year with Keir Starmer as Prime Minister. Keir Starmer is becoming a deeply unpopular figure. And before these two by-elections, he'd actually had an extremely bad week. He'd scrapped his £28 billion green energy transition programme. Now, you know, some people might have been rightly perhaps sceptical about that programme, but it was his flagship policy. It was the only thing that he had, and he scrapped it because he, he says it's unaffordable at this time. And that has left him and the Labour Party with no real programme or policy at all. Everybody could see that Britain is in a state of deep malaise, that the economy is declining, uh, living standards are falling. But the Labour Party, Keir Starmer, has no answers. They have absolutely no solution about what to do. And he's also shown <laughs> that he is an incredibly incompetent parliamentary and political manager because there's a third by-election which is due to happen next week in a place called Rochdale. This is a place with a very large uh, Pakistani, mainly Pakistani community, which is Muslim. So the Labour Party, the, the Pakistanis in Britain historically have always voted for the Labour Party, but they're very angry with Starmer because of the uh, 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 Gaza war. So he picked, or rather his team picked, as their candidate, uh, someone who comes from this community and who they thought would be, he thought would be able to rally it. That person then became the Labour candidate. It then turned out that this person had said things about the Gaza war, which the Labour Party found embarrassing. They've had to cancel their support for this person which was deeply humiliating. The Green Party, by the way, which is also a chaotic party in Britain, has had to do the same. And perhaps the one bright spot, at least as far as I'm concerned, in the British political uh, uh, situation, is that that appears to leave the way open for George Galloway to be re-elected to Parliament, because he's also a candidate in the constituency in Rochdale. Labour no longer essentially contesting the seat, the Greens no longer contesting the seat, the Liberals discredited, the Conservative Party discredited. So it does look as if we are actually going to get an anti-war MP finally elected to the British Parliament, but purely by default and entirely as a result of Keir Starmer's blunders. So a terrible situation, if you're looking at the situation in Britain, um, an economy in recession, a political class that has no real idea what to do, no plan going forward. We have discussed one of the reasons why this is so, the fact that they will not acknowledge that the whole operation in Ukraine, Project Ukraine, has been an absolute undiluted disaster, 
they continue to reinforce failure there. They won't own up to their people about how bad that mistake was. And I'm going to say what I think is going to happen because Starmer, once elected, is going to be short of policies. So he's going to look around, thrash around for one. And I'm going to tell you what I think it's going to be. It's going to be taking Britain back into the European Union. I think so, huh? Back yeah. to the EU. Back to the EU. He's going to say the reason nothing is working is because Brexit hasn't worked. We need to have another referendum in order to rejoin. I think this is what the plan is. Now, of course, as has been pointed out by many people, including us, bad as the situation in Britain is, in Europe and specifically in Germany, it is actually worse because, of course, the Germans have been even more badly hit by the sanctions war than Britain has been. But don't expect Keir Starmer or the media or the political class to say that. So I think this is where we're going. I think that the plan will be try to rally Remainer support for the Labour Party, try to win back young voters who still tend to be supportive of the EU, pretend that it was all down to Brexit and take Britain in some form, perhaps basically firstly by agreeing a, a, you know, to join the single market and then ultimately rejoin the EU in its entirety. Because there is absolutely nothing left. And without that, the Labour Party's cupboard is completely bare. Yeah, some people would argue that this is where we were always uh, going, this, or this is where they were always wanting us to go. Is uh, written back in the in the EU. Yeah. Yes, makes sense. Bear in mind, bear in mind that Starmer himself is a fervid Remainer, and uh, was one of the key people who campaigned for a second referendum during the Brexit war. Now, it must be said, it will not be an easy thing to pull off. And this is where I come back to the fact that in these two by-elections, reform, which is not really properly organised and hasn't really broken through and is not at the moment led by Nigel Farage, is still getting more than 10% of the vote. And it could be that, you know, remember, this is a very sophisticated electorate in Britain. I mean, it's it's capable of working out manoeuvres like this. I mean, it's it's likely that if Starmer does start making these kind of moves, the um, backlash will start to build. And that could be very difficult for Labour as well, by the way, because it's still the case, if you go back to the 2016 referendum, that a majority of the uh, seats where, you know, seats which Labour controls, places which voted Labour in the last general election, actually voted Leave. So, you know, they might lose whatever working class support they have left. But I still think it's what Starmer will do. And, of course, if the situation becomes very bad in Britain, it could be that out of despair, people will go along with it.
All right. We will end it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, Rockfin, and Twitter X. And go to the Duran shop, 15% off all t-shirts. Take care.